know how I can serve? Because I know like Jesus, I'm a child of the king. And serving you doesn't mean who I am. I'm a child of the king. I'm a joint heir with Jesus Christ. You think I'm going to let some little mess down here preclude my reward up there? Welcome to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hillard, glad that you've joined us today. And what a great reminder from Pastor Ford that if you know Jesus, if you're in relationship with him, then like him, you are a child of the King. The Bible talks about how we've been, once we know Christ, adopted into God's family. And as an adoptee, we are joint heirs with Jesus. And getting that mindset changes the way that we live in the here and now. It allows us to battle against sin and to know that we can't have victory over sin. It allows us to love those around us in a way that we wouldn't otherwise. And it allows us to serve those that we normally wouldn't necessarily want to be serving. Because when we realize that we're joint heirs with Jesus and that we're to live our lives in the way that he did, well, all we have to do is to look to him as our example And if he served those that were not easy to serve, well, you and I are to do so too. We're going to look at this a little bit more today from John chapter 13. So I hope you'll open your Bible and join us there as we continue a message entitled, A Towel or a Title. Here is Pastor Ford. Do you know your purpose, what you possess, your person and your plan? It's like I hear this all the time. You know, we're on all these radio stations and all of that. And we're ministering around the world. And people will come and visit, like a woman who visited a couple of months ago from Florida, and she got a chance to say something to me. She said, yeah, I hear you all the time. It's great teaching. And I, but I, when I came to your church, I was wondering, where are all the people? I thought this church would be bigger than that. Now, let me just go, go ahead. That used to bother me to no end. And I would question God. Yeah, where are they? Yeah. How come we're not a mega church? You know the answer I got back? Because except the Lord build the house, they that labor, labor in vain. That's why you got who I want you to have. You got as many as a, now here's the problem, the real problem ain't how many people you got. The real problem is you feeling uh, a low self-esteem based on what you think you're able to do. Yeah, and you know what? I, I, don't have that, I don't have that problem. I really don't have that problem. Thank God I don't have that problem anymore. You know why I don't have that problem? Because what God has for me is for me. And I, and I said, man, you know, we got to look at this thing and say, hey, now, now listen, it's not because I don't know what to do. Oh, I know, quote, unquote, how to grow a church. All I got to do is say, oh, you know what? I, I misquoted the scripture. I took it out of context. So I'm going to start ordaining women as pastors. Uh, yeah, I'm going to start doing that. Uh, and then, oh, preach more prosperity. Preach, preach. Look, listen, God wants you healthy, wealthy and wise. Tomorrow, uh, next Sunday, I'm preaching how to get wealthy. We don't have a few problems. We're not going to have it. Oh, yeah, I know. Now, now, I'll fill the place up. Now, none of you would be here but I fill the place up and wouldn't have to ask for anything. 
All I got to do is tell them, you give us a hundred, God going to give you a thousand. We'll never have a problem with any finances. And I know that to be true because I know some of the pastors that preach that and they don't, they don't have to ask for money. They set it up so that you feel if you ain't doing it, then you cheating yourself. Now that's true, but not the way that they're talking about it. So yeah, I know what to do now. Yeah. But see, here's what I know. One day I'm going to stand before Jesus Christ and he's going to ask me, what did I do with his word? And he's going to get me for a lot of stuff, but I guarantee you, I'm striving that he's not going to get me for messing with this. Amen. And so what are you saying? It's we got to know who we are. See, Jesus knew who he was, what he had, his possession, his purpose, his person, his plan. And nobody can get you off your square by what they do. See, I know who I am. I'm not intimidated by anybody. I'll bring, I don't care. I, you know what I try to do? I don't try to bring somebody in here. I had a pastor friend and I, I just castigated him. I said, you're wrong, wrong, wrong. Here's what he told me. He said, when you on vacation, who you let preach? I say, I find the best. When I, when I want to do revival, I find the best. Anytime I want anything taught, I try to get the best. He said, not me. He said, when I go on vacation, they glad to see me come back. I said, why? He said, because I find the worst preacher I could find. And when, when I get back in four weeks, everybody, Pastor, we're so glad you're back. I said, well, you know what? I want to tell you what my goal is. My goal is that when they walk up in here and Pastor Ford ain't here, they don't go to their car and drive to another church. They say, Pastor Ford ain't here, but Brother Avery preaching today. All right. Uh, hey, we going to get a good word, as good as Pastor Ford, and we going to get out early. We're going to get out early. <laughs> yeah, you want to know why? It, it doesn't bother me. I've got many students who have, who have outgrown the teacher. And I tell them, I say, man, you've outgrown the teacher. You're a bad somebody. I tell Mike Thompson all the time, you're a way better preacher than I am, brother. Way better. I tell Kenny Grant all the time, y'all hey, no, nah, brother. No, nah, you just got it natural. You know, yeah, I ain't no shame in my game because I, I know who I am. Amen. I ain't got to compete with Pastor Green. I ain't got to compete with Pastor Burress or anybody. Because, hey, hey, come up. Let me whisper this. I got to tell y'all something. I love me some me. And you know what? I know I am somebody. Yeah, I grew up in the ghetto, but the ghetto didn't grow up in me. I am somebody down with dope, up with hope. I am. <laughs> now, now, here's what gets us. Here's what gets us. What gives us insecurity? And let me just say this. If you're not content in who you are, you will not be content with who you want. See, if you're not content with what you have, you won't be content with what you want. <laughs> a half a man and a half a woman make a half a relationship. Amen. And how many know that a half a man and a half a woman is a whole mess? Yeah. 
Yeah. And so what happens? You end up, because you don't know who you are, and you don't know who you are in Christ, you end up all vogue on the outside, all vague on the inside. I think I just said something. And I just want to, I'm just going to bottom line it. I'm going to tell you why a lot of people left you that were with you before. They left you because you remind them of who they are not. I can't hang with you anymore. You done changed. I can't hang with you anymore because you didn't. And Jesus, he, there's no shame in his game. You know, pride gives us insecurity. It limits our leading by serving and our serving one another with love. As a matter of fact, I've got an acronym for pride. Let me give it to you. P, preoccupied with other people's opinion. That's Galatians 1.10. Galatians 1.10. R, refusing wise counsel. That's Proverbs 15, 22. Proverbs 15, 22. I, ignoring prayer. That's James chapter 4, verse 2. James chapter 4, verse 2. D, depending on self-effort rather than Christ's sufficiency. That's Galatians 3, 3. And then the E, expecting unrealistic expectations and achievements. That's uh, Luke 14, 11. Let me say it again for those who are taking notes. P, preoccupied with other people's opinion. I don't care what you think of me. I only care what God thinks of me. That's it. Amen. Because if I let you define me, you can confine me. All right, all right. I think I said something here. Yeah, Galatians 1.10, refusing wise counsel, Proverbs 15.22, ignoring prayer, James 4.2, depending on self-effort rather than Christ's sufficiency, Galatians 3.3, and expecting unrealistic expectations and achievements, Luke 14.11. Yeah, see, what we got to do is we, 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 there are no problems too big to solve, somebody said, only people too small to solve them. That's it. Now look at somebody and say, are you large enough? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, we talk confidence. I know the Lord will make a way somehow. Hey, let your experience catch up with your mouth. But I can serve. You know why I can serve? Because I know like Jesus. I'm a child of the king, and picking up paper doesn't demean who I am, and, and serving you doesn't demean who I am. I'm a child of the king. I'm a joint heir with Jesus Christ. I've been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. My name is written in the land's book of life. I am guaranteed that one day I'll go through pearly gates and walk on streets of gold, spend all eternity worshiping and praising Jesus Christ. You think I'm gonna let some little mess down here preclude my reward up there? No, 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 no. My purpose is to glorify him, and I possess all things that he gives me. Everything that I don't possess is because he don't want me to have it. Because when he wants me to have it, hell can't stop me from getting it. Oh, what a great reminder from Pastor Ford today. You're listening to Treasure Truth and a message entitled, A Towel or a Title. We'll get back to this teaching in just one moment. Want to let you know if you ever have a question about something that you hear or you just want to give us some feedback, you can always do that by coming to our website 
It's treasuredtruthradio.org. Click on that contact link, and you can always uh, let Pastor Ford know what his Bible teaching means to you, or maybe ask a question of something that you've heard or something related to living out the Christian life. We'll make sure that he sees those, and who knows, if he asks a question, we just might answer that in a future broadcast. Again, click on that contact link when you come to our website. It's treasuredtruthradio.org. Well, it's time to get back into God's Word. Again, we're in John chapter 13 as we continue A Towel or a Title. So then notice thirdly, thirdly, our communion with Christ. Now this, this gets deep, okay? And, and you know I'm, I'm doing damage to this text because this is about six or seven weeks worth of messages I'm trying to do in two. And it's killing me. But here's what you have. Now you got to read it for yourself. Verses six through 11. Then cometh he to Simon Peter and saith to him, uh, Peter saith to him, Lord, does thou wash my feet? Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do, thou do not know now, but you shall hereafter. Peter said unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. Simon Peter answered unto him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said, He that is washed need not save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit. For he knew who should betray him. Therefore he said, You are not all clean. Now get this, here's what's going on. It's our communion with Christ that's the focus here. Say, what are you talking about? In verses five and six, the word wash is nipto. Say nipto. And nipto means to wash only a part of your body. Some of y'all know what I mean. Uh, you know, you ever do a cowboy shower? You know, cowboy shower is when you just go turn the hot water on, get some soap and water, wash all the places that, that could give an odor, right? And then you go on out, put your clothes on, spray your cologne on, you know, you're the cow. Oh, y'all acting like, oh. Some of y'all are sitting here right now. That's all you had this morning was a cowboy shower. You ain't put water all over your body. I could tell when I passed you. That ain't right. But here it is. The first word wash, where he says, you know, that means to wash just a part of the body. So he's talking about the feet. But when Jesus says in verse 10, that word wash is luo. It means to wash somebody all over. So it is a cowboy shower versus a shower. Now, why are you doing that? He's giving us an analogy. It's a beautiful analogy. We talked about it before, I think. Here's the analogy. And, and you ever notice this? The closer you get to God, the less people are around you. Yeah, because here's how it starts. You have the court of the Gentiles. Who could go there? Holler it out. Come on. Gentiles and Jews, that's right. Then you have the court of women who could go there. No Gentiles, so all the Gentiles have dropped off now. And, and, then, and, then, and then who do you have? You have Jews, men and women. But then you have the court of men. Women can't come here, only men. Now you go to the inner court. Now you're talking about uh, Levites and priests. Then you go to the brazen altar, only priests. Then you go to the brazen, uh, a brazen altar, brazen lava, only, only priests. Then you go to the holy place, high priest. Then you go to the Holy of Holy, only the high priest once a year. You ever notice? Hey, I want to tell you how you know you're starting uh, to fellowship with Jesus. Not when you drop your friends, but when they stop dropping you. When they start dropping you, you know you're getting closer to God. Amen. And if you've been saved five years and the same people that were hanging around you five years ago are hanging around you now, there's a dead monkey on the line somewhere. Go ahead, look at somebody and say, monkey. Yeah, 
So it's a picture, and it's a picture of the brazen lava. So here's what Jesus is saying very quickly. You've already been justified, verse 10. Now you only need to be sanctified. So you go to the brazen altar for the sacrifice, redemption, but you come to the brazen uh, lava to wash your hands, the blood off them, and your feet. So it's for cleansing. So what's he talking about? He's talking about 1 John 1, 9. Here's what he's saying. He's saying, if you are saved, Peter, and you mess up your feet, your walk, then you don't have to worry about it because all you got to do is confess your sins. You don't, you don't have to get saved again. I'm so glad I don't have to get saved again. Thank God that I have a salvation that's been totally provided for by Jesus Christ. That's why the songwriter said, Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin had left the crimson. He washed me. Why? There's no, some of y'all ought to be rejoicing. You want to know why? You didn't have to get saved again. You got drunk again, but you didn't have to get saved again. You, you smoked dope again, but you didn't have to get saved again. You stole something, but you didn't have to get saved again. All you had to do was confess your sins. And that's what he's talking about. I'm so glad. Some of y'all know we done been to the altar over and over again by the same thing. Said if it was true, we'd bust hell wide open. But thank God, he cleanses me from all my unrighteousness. Yeah. Oh, let me do this so I can move on. I, you know, I use these things all the time. But the first time I ever saw it, some of you remember, first time I ever saw it, the glow in the dark. Me and my wife put our, our six grandkids, we had six, then we got nine now. And I was telling them, you know, hey, uh, nine's enough, y'all. There ain't but two of y'all. Y'all busy, man. You know, I'm waiting to see who, who, who gonna have number 10. But anyway, when we'll have six, we get them in the hoopty, we roll up the outer drive to Navy Pier. We go to Bubba Gums. You know it's where we're going, Bubba Gums. That's where they wanted to go. Went for lunch. Stayed there, watched IMAX. Then we, uh, uh, dinner time. Where you want to go eat dinner? Bubba Gums. Where else you want it? So we come out. There's this guy. And I tell you, I wish I could see him now. Because he had these glow worms. He had them all, all shining and everything. And uh, kids saw him. They ran to him. Good salesman. He put them all, wrapped them all around him, everything. Some of y'all heard this before. Wrapped them all around him. And uh, they're glowing. Can we have one, Papa? I had $56 in my pocket. It was Friday. I got paid Sunday. That's two days. $56 after that made two days. Y'all know how y'all pay a brother? Come on. And, uh, and, uh, you know, for saying, oh, honey, come on. It'll be the icing on the cake for a good day. I'm thinking it's the icing on their cake. It's the icing off my cake. I ain't got but $56. I said, man, how much are they? He said, $6 a piece. Now, here's why I'm mad, Mark, because I have a whole closet full of them because I use them everywhere I go. You know, when I'm talking about Christ and, and light, I just, I just break one of them bad boys out. Or if I'm talking about how we go through, have to go through trouble to shine, I break one of them bad boys out, you know. And so they're a dollar a piece. He charged me $6. He made five bucks on each one. 30 bucks. Yeah, I wish I could see him now. I'd have to give him Christ's love. Anyway, long story short, so, 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 you know, I get six of them, that's $36. I said, oh, man. And so then my wife says, I want one. <laughs> uh, all right, baby, all right. So, so now I'm out of $42. I'm thinking on the way down to Outer Drive, they're going to have glow worms. Wife's going to have glow worms. They're going to be having fun, and I don't have one. So I bought myself one, too. 
So now I'm out of $48. I got $6 left. Halfway down the outer drive, little Jay says, Papa, these things are going out. I said, what? Because I ain't always been saved, like I tell you. I'm thinking, I'm going to turn around. I'm going to light him up. You know, but then I remembered he gave me a little piece of paper with each one. I had six pieces of paper, and I said, you know what? Don't worry about it. When, when we get home, I'm going to make them glow again. And little Jay said, Papa, you can't make them glow again. Them things ain't going to glow again. And Jazzy, before I could say anything, said, my Papa said he can make them glow again. If my Papa said he can make them glow again, my Papa can make them glow again. Because my Papa can do what my Papa said he can do. Ain't that right, Papa? <laughs> you know, she practicing for adulthood. <laughs> I looked at my wife and I said, did you hear what she said? Yeah. So I went home, I followed the instructions. I came out a half hour later, they were glowing. And uh, uh, Lil' Jay said, I ain't believing this, you made them glow. And, and Jazzy said, I told you my papa can make them glow again because my papa say he can make them glow again. My papa can make them glow again because my papa can do what my papa say he can do. Ain't that right, papa? <laughs> I turned to my wife, I said, honey, are you getting this? Because the Bible says, out of the mouth of babes, thou hast perfected praise. <laughs> now, what did they say? They said, these glowworms do not possess light of their own. They only reflect light uh, and refract it from a primary source based on what is in them. So find a primary source of light, wrap them around it, leave them there, and they'll glow again. That's what this, these verses are all about in a nutshell. They're about the fact that we're not fellowshipping with Jesus Christ, and so therefore we have a light bulb, but it's blown. It's blown. And we're not fellowshipping with him, and how do I know that? Because we would not be periphery. Uh, we, we would have him as priority. That is, the things that are important to Jesus will be important to us. So Bible study will be important. There would be more people in Bible. I know some people are working. I know, you can, I know, I know all the things that you can say. But if you're in fellowship with Jesus, you're going to shine. You know, that really is true, isn't it? If we are in fellowship with Jesus, if we love him, that is going to be demonstrated by how we live our lives. Well, you're listening to Treasured Truth with Pastor James Ford Jr., a message entitled, A Towel or a Title. And if you want to listen to today's teaching again, you'll find it when you come to our website, treasuredtruthradio.org. Well, we live in a society where the name of Jesus produces attitudes of indifference and disdain. You know, spirituality may be acceptable, but expressing a devotion to Jesus well, that can very often yield a negative consequence. And we'd like you to have a digital book by Dr. Joe Stoll. It directly addresses this topic, and it offers some practical advice how to live out your faith in a world where Jesus is not welcome. The book is called The Trouble with Jesus, and it's yours for a gift of any amount to Moody Radio. Just call right now, 888-644-7660, and we'll send you a link to a digital download through your email. You can also give your gift when you come to our website. It's treasuredtruthradio.org. Well, when you become a monthly partner by auto gift at a level of $30 or more, we're going to say thanks with a 50% discount to the entire library of resources for Moody Publishers. You're going to have access to books by Pastor Ford, as well as commentaries and other books by many other Moody authors. But you don't have to become a monthly partner to give. You know, your year-end financial gift of any amount is going to help set the tone of this ministry. As we continue sharing this life-changing truth of God's Word, we'd love for you to be a part. Call us at 888-644-7660. Or again, come to our website, treasuretruthradio.org. 
Thanks for listening today. Thanks also to our producer, Amy Rios. I'm Steve Hiller. I hope you'll join us tomorrow as Pastor Ford returns here on Treasure Truth, a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.